story. Alright, so welcome to Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar. I am your host. Today I have the original Pilot Boys, Santos, what up? What up? And the cutest Pilot Boy, Gab, is cracking. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? How are you? Today, today we are doing the new Marvel, the first MCU original show post-movies, WandaVision. And it is about Wanda, Scarlet Witch, and the Vision, and like... The domestic sphere, kind of like Pleasantville, 50s style. We started off, uh, I want to know what you thought, Gap. Like, tell me what you, I guess, tell me a little bit about what you were hoping for and then like what it ended up being for you. I don't really know what I was, I was wanting, what I was hoping for necessarily. I think I kind of went in with sort of not a lot of expectations. I just sort of tried to like break it down in terms of like the context of the narrative of the two different characters, which I read, uh, I finished the vision and I also read house of M and then I read that, uh, Avengers 126 you sent me or whatever it was, um, to sort of understand, you know, sort of the characters and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of what I saw, I enjoyed. You know, I liked the deeper character studies on on both of uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. They're both two characters that kind of fascinated me. And I think that Scarlet Witch, she deserves sort of a deeper look too as well because her storyline and some of the films were sort of yada yada uh, in that sense. And so I was looking for sort of that, that deeper dive. And I think Elizabeth Olsen's a good choice for that too as well. Um, and I fuck with Vision too. I fuck with The Vision. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Paul Bettany is a great actor, uh, but also just the character itself. Um, I love The Vision and robots trying to fucking be sentient and... Um, be normal and, and yeah exactly uh and i know we'll get into that uh some more uh later yeah but i think there yeah. was sort of an underlying sort of comfortness surrounding it i don't know if that's just given the mm-hmm. context of the 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 pandemic or what have you but i think that that can be part of it too as well yeah um it also looks way different than anything they've done so far I oh think yeah yeah i mean a lot of people are interested in that yeah yeah exactly like you know it's definitely not like your you know your agents of shield uh or some like netflix daredevil shit by any standards you know um hey, 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 hey. you didn't like netflix daredevil no shit. no 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 knocks no knocks no, no i'm not i'm not i'm not uh i'm not i mean cu- it didn't stay good well, but yeah, yeah. Uh, come on, man. Sure. I'm I'm part of Froggy's army. What do you got? What we are you can, talking about, man? Can, Froggy's we, army. We can forget right the now. third season. The with the from the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> that guy. Come on, that guy's the best. Hell yeah, no, brother. Man. No, I wish I remembered the actor's name. But uh, yeah, I digress. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. So, uh, what did you think, Santos? First episode. Uh, I usually bang on Disney, but I'm gonna give it to them this time because it was very different from what we've been getting. You know our whole MCU lives. But um, it's very ambitious, I think. It's very, um, like, multiple meanings to a lot of things. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it. I was a breath of fresh air. You know, I'm not big uh, I'm not big on, like, old sitcoms, like 50, 60 sitcoms, but this was very entertaining and to my liking. I guess that's the first point, and I agree with you guys. I mean, I was interested for the same reason you were, but... I guess the point, first point we can talk about is, uh, like the, the fifties kind of like sitcom stuff. How did, how did that work for you guys? I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll start. Um, I thought it worked in terms of like the look, like oftentimes I was like, Oh wow. Like they're achieving this look. And I think there was times when they use actual like old footage, like, uh, that commercial, the ah, hydro yeah. commercial, the, the, the um, what divides the, Two parts of the episode. I, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I, yeah. it it also felt like, you know, it was shot on the set and like all that shit for sure. And like the the can laughter. Yeah. And then you can also tell, I think, narratively or like with the camera when they're like 
switching to like i don't know like more suspenseful yes. storytelling and like it. the camera tricks change and shit but i was i was into it for the most part i i think the only issues i've had with it so far is that the episodes are like super short and like the mm. credits are long that could have been one episode and they could have just premiered it today yeah but overall like i think it's pretty short and sweet and like i like i love sitcom so it was kind of Interesting to see where they're taking it, I guess. I was a little surprised by the length. Yeah. You thought it was I, short? I, yeah. But I was I was just surprised. I was expecting... Because Mandalorian is what... What's the runtime? 45 minutes? It's anywhere between like 30 to like 38. Oh, really? So I, thought it was like, uh, I thought it was a 45 minute to an it's hour. It's kind of inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sometimes oh, well. they're like long. Sometimes they're short. Very and rarely what, are they. What's like, up with the ten minute long credit scenes? I was like, yeah. I don't need all that. This ain't a movie. <laughs> yeah, you know. Anyway, yeah, they're like saying? the highly stylized credits. I mean, yeah. like it's so, cool, but so I mean, not not about the credits, but do you think the 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 length in terms of what you guys are describing, you know, is sort of like? Do you think that's intentional? Do you think that's like like part of like the sitcom? Like, yeah. You know, yeah, for fuck, sure, fucking, it's a narrative yeah. device. You know, uh, it's them going the extra mile. I feel exactly because, like, even this show, it doesn't even really need to be black and white. But I feel that's just them doing the extra mile. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like, I mean, yes, they have to stick to the. I agree. Yeah, that they stuck to the you know like twenty minute mark because of the the sitcom, mm-hmm. and I wonder if that'll change as they like start to unravel the mystery a little bit. I bet you, it but. Might. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Because I think the second episode was 35, which is only like a couple more minutes of content. Yeah. Because again, 10 minute credits. You watch the second but, episode? Yeah, I watch both. Okay. Yeah, me too. And like, what do you guys like? Okay, I we we understand that it's like 50 stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, did it work for you? Like the the sitcom stuff? Because Gab, you have a little more experience. Like you, we were talking about it today, actually. That you like grew up on. Yeah, old sitcoms. I don't know if they were that old though. Did you watch like I Love Lucy and shit like that? I never really got into Lucy. I was never really a big Lucy person. But that's not like I'm not saying that as like a, a knock or anything like that. You know, I think for at some point I thought I was sort of too cool for Lucy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I don't know if I feel that way. You know, still. Yeah. So it was like uh, there was that. There was uh, the Dick Van Dyke show, which I guess he consulted on. Uh, this episode too as well which is another one I didn't really watch but I grew up on I, more sort of like later 60s stuff with like oh, Gilligan's wow. and like Brady Bunch because they would show that shit on like KTLA and mm-hmm. Nick at Syndication? Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It was big syndication numbers you know back then. They would just like play like in the middle of the day on Sundays and stuff like that. It's like yeah. Full House in the early 2000s. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I mean... In in terms of answering your question, like I felt that, but I didn't nece- it didn't necessarily like resonate with me, you know, per se. In in, in that mm. sense, you know, it was more was it sort of like, well, I I like the hamminess. That's the thing. Like, if you're gonna like take away something from like this, you know, it's like it's like a a statement on like kitschy Americana, you know. Uh, yeah, 100%. as far as that goes. So. But okay, so I I, I agree. But like, what do you think? It's why, why, what I'm trying to figure out is why they pick this. Like, I think you and I, Gab, have like a little more insight because they based it in some ways off of the the vision. Uh, it's like a it was yeah. like a short run from 2016 by this yeah. yeah by by Tom King, and it was like about essentially the vision creating his own family like a bunch of robots right and it's in the similar sphere like in the domestic sphere like at home and like he wants to like because he's constantly like searching for normalcy yeah yeah and Mm. takes place in the suburbs yeah Yeah. i think that's true of these characters too except i don't know how much we've gotten in terms of like you know them creating this like backstory for these characters in the movies you know because this is the only thing we know from these characters is what they've shown in the movies and i don't think they've ever really shown them to be like you know desiring normalcy i guess Mm. so i'm trying to figure out like why they would situate it in that especially because like i mean there's a lot of things that are playing with like the 50s you know like recently like uh, lovecraft comes to mind Mm -hmm. um yeah 
you know, all the nostalgic shit, like, on the right mm-hmm. for the 50s. Like, why Why is the 50s, why are they so pervasive? In I mean, to media? be fair, the 2010s, like, content was built on nostalgia. Like, not it's just true. the 50s, you know? They want to bring everything back. Yeah. It's true, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out if this is an indictment of that culture, like, of how mm. ridiculous a lot of the, like, you know, like, 50s way of being is just uh, do we just see it as like dumb now or do we see it as like something to strive for well not necessarily this though i feel because this hasn't this particular thing hasn't been done before i think mm. like nothing comes to mind well pleasantville oh well i mean that was a long time you know i'm so about- what i i think basically like what we're talking about right here is that like i think the 50s sort of represent an era of like repression too and i think that that's kind of could be what the show's getting at is that there is sort of this like sort of you know picture perfect you know thing that you know you're inclined to like strive for or whatever but then there's also like this really like like serious like dark undertone that's also taking place too that's sort of repressed you know and everything's you know sort of being held in but sort of things are coming uh, apart at the seams you know in that sense yeah. you know especially involved like in terms of like the nuclear family and what yeah. have you you know uh post-war shit you know ptsd yeah. undiagnosed all that kind of stuff you know um i think that you know i think that's a part of it too you know i think that that's what they're i think that might be kind of where it's coming from you know it's not necessarily viewed in so much a positive light you know um because it's I think it's just it's complicated too at the same time, you know. Yeah, but I, I think that the so you know those things that you're saying about like it, there's a little bit like there's definitely more uh, underneath the surface of like a lot of the I don't know whitewashed versions of the fifties. Yeah, uh, well, no, like that repression and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I think that one of the one of the like scenes that I think of where like it does kind of and I don't know if it's an indictment necessarily, but it's kind of like a weird. Uh, like social interaction when uh, the boss comes over. I believe this is the first episode. Yeah, yeah the first is. episode. It yeah. is. The boss comes over and like he starts choking. Um, well, they had like this whole rigmarole where yeah. like she Love was supposed scene. to set up. <laughs> yeah, she was supposed to set up dinner, but like they didn't know. But right, anyway, right, so they yeah. start eating dinner, and the boss chokes on like a piece of food, mm-hmm. and Kitty from uh, that '70s show just keeps repeating this phrase. Which is like, you know, stop it. Like telling her husband who is choking to stop, you yeah. know, embarrassing her, like yeah. destroying this like social niceties, this social politeness. Yeah. And like that's one of the ones where like I'm starting to see them like, I don't know, just like it, this wasn't, there was definitely a lot more repression yeah. than like we're, we're acknowledging. But I also don't think that like, it's still like a Marvel show. I don't think they're like doing what. Lovecraft is doing we're like talking about like the no, really dark no. shit so involved in the 50s in relation to what you were talking about like the repeating part that she was doing that Kitty was doing sorry I don't remember the character's name or the actress's name Same. I just know it was yeah, Kitty me neither. but um <laughs> The repeating part reminded me of that part in The Vision. Whenever somebody dies, I'm trying not to spoil it uh, if anybody wants to read it because I think it's a good comic that people should read. The, the Usually a member of the family will like, you know, uh, repeat words. You know, I think like the the daughter in it says like mother over and over and over again or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like a tick almost. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I kind of, I wasn't sure if that was like part of it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. as well. And again, that was like kind of the, like the idea of like normalcy breaking, you know, or the reality breaking, you know? Yeah. Because we're talking about Scarlet but, Witch here, right? I mean, like contextually, yeah. like Scarlet Witch, her power is to create realities, right? I mean, that's like her her, is, her her power more or less. Is that, but like, is that true of the of the movies? I don't really know what her powers are in the movies. No, they haven't said, I don't believe. I'm just referring to the comic, you know? Um, yeah. And... That's kind of what Marvel is like, I think, what they're going to do, you know? Like, they have all this, like, IP, you know, that they can supposedly, like, draw from, you know? What, like, 50 years of comics or something like that, you know? So, I think that's kind of a little bit of what we're seeing here, too, you know? Sort of an amalgamation uh, currently. Not the movies. I'm trying to, you know, but I think as far as, like, development goes. Yeah, like, this is their step 
in terms of like their new era where they're allowing this new avenue for stories exactly. but also like they're allowing like these small stories where they can this i don't know if this is going to be like an ongoing thing it could be like a mini series it could for be sure. like a, you know it, it's and a mini series i think yeah okay because yeah. these are but, movie stars you know these are you know yeah yeah and for I, sure. I think that the I think that the thing that they really are interrogating, maybe like we're we're examining it too much, but it just like on this on the on the surface level, it's what it's like for superheroes to be in the domestic sphere because they're usually, you know, like so wrapped up in saving the world that doing something like a dinner party seems insane, you know? For sure. No. Yeah. You said like this is like never been done before type thing, or no? I wouldn't say that. I'm just saying like. We don't we don't know these characters on their off days. We only mm. know them when they're saving the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. So because I, I, I feel DC has done that a lot with Clark. Yeah, but that's because he had like a super long show. You know mm, yeah. what are we talking about? Smallville. Smallville. Well, not just that, but Rose I mean, we're talking about like the too. cartoons. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. You know, in yeah. the cartoons, they explore his domestic life. Yeah. 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 But this one, like, starts with it, you know? Yeah. Like, this one... Because, I, I mean, yeah, like, when you're watching these stories, what you care about is, like, the big tension. You know, yeah. like, the big fucking problem of the world. But let's let's pivot to, like, the mystery, I guess. Uh, what okay. the fuck do you guys think is going hold on? on? Like, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Spoilers so for many, anyone who hasn't watched yeah, it. Yeah, I have... Part of Go me ahead. thinks Wanda's under, and she's imagining the whole thing. Because he's dead. It's an easy yeah. cop-out. It's also Disney, so... But if you think about it as, like, they haven't really explored that part of Wanda's character. So, like, we ha- we know the character, so I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's probably what they're doing. It could also be her powers, right? But, like, yeah, what what? so what happened to Vision? He's, he comes back to life? Well, I think she brought him back to life. I don't even think Vision's real, to be honest with you. Um, mm. I, think, I think he's completely, like, a, a fictitious part of this, too, at the same time. So I like think you're saying like she had like a manic. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. All right. All right. So before that, I want to, I want to establish for those who aren't aware that Scarlet Witch's powers, as Gab mentioned, is, you know, altering realities. But I think there is a lot to talk about in terms of like her gender and especially like her mental health. Because mm-hmm. when, mm-hmm. whenever there's stories that surround her, it's usually like she had a manic episode and she made up kids and like she fucking killed people. Yeah. Or, like, she made it so there there are no mutants and, like, humans are the fucking minority right. in that You know world. what does a great job at exploring her mental health? X-Men Evolution. Yeah, but that one, like, they made her, like, a teenager they who's, did, like, But, I mean, it's still, like, a lot to do with her. Yeah, and her I feel like that one... Her rebellious yeah. um, you get, phase with Magneto. You get, like, an early, like, her trying to figure out like what she can do versus like in the movies it's like i don't know you know we have this lore as to who the character is that hasn't been explored on screen as we know it right Right. yeah but is it gonna be like i'm hoping that you know they really give the character like you know her the screen time she deserves but also like exploring those powers instead of just treating her like a crazy powder keg. Look, because this that's is usually just what they do. The way that Disney's showing us that they own the X Men now, and they're gonna transfer. <laughs> they're just gonna. You think so? <laughs> I don't nah. know. <laughs> they want to do. They want to do something. Well, because like that. she's the connect- She's a connection between X Men and yeah. and Avengers. So, like, I'm just you know, I'm just talking big picture wise. But I'm also you know just, who like, I totally forgot was part of the MCU. Who? Her brother. Who? He oh, comes yeah. out in the movies, fucking- huh? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he died so unceremoniously. They, yeah. find, they find him together, right? In in uh, yeah, I totally the... forgot about that. I watched the little Legends thing. Yeah, did you guys watch that? No, no, like, I they didn't show watch that. like um like the introduction to the character. It's on uh, Disney Plus. It's yeah. called Marvel mm. Legends. Yeah, and they show mm. like the introduction oh, yeah, 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 to the yeah, character yeah, 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 yeah. and how like why they matter basically. Right, right. So they yeah. have a Wanda episode. Oh, okay. And then I was like, what the? I was like, I. Completely forgot Kick-Ass played her brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so dude, the, what the hell? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, that, I also feel like they just, like, I think the timing was off for that character. Like, 
I think if if they had had the rights when that fucking movie came out, they would have just been like, yeah, she's part of the act. Like, she's she's a mutant instead of just like a European with super uh, Eastern Bloc European with superpowers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I am interested in is because you know, like in the comics, there is this history of like them having a vision and Wanda having a relationship. And they're kind of like a refuge for each other because they're not accepted in their respective fields because Vision is a, it was a, you know, a weapon created by Ultron to kill the Avengers. And Wanda was kind of an outcast because she was too powerful, couldn't control it. But like they had, they found refuge in each other. Mm-hmm. And that, those, that hasn't been explored yet. So I'm interested to see, because I just want to see like the inner conflict of these characters. Because as far as I knew, they were just like, they just showed up and then they were like integrated into the team and there was nothing really that I cared about. So in terms of like the connection that I see between the two characters, like in terms of like you're asking, I mean, what I'm hearing from you is you're kind of asking like, why are they together? You know, um, is that yeah. I think there's a, there's this sort of weird basic need from both of them to feel human, you know? And I think that that mm-hmm. might be in terms of like, sort of like the, the mutual common ground that they're both sort of operating under, which kind of like dimension like the robot thing I've always been like super fascinated with too at the same time. Um, but then I, I, I drew this comparison to as well thinking about it a little bit more and it also kind of like the the story sort of reminds me of like like immigrants coming to a new place and like trying to fit in too as well mm-hmm. and sort of like trying to find their footing uh, as far as that goes. And, yeah. you know... Um, just kind of understanding that relationship, you know, uh, as far like heroes who are disenfranchised in amongst heroes. Exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, kind of what you were saying earlier, you know, uh, in that sense that sort of with Wanda, she's been sort of cast off because she's too powerful um, and doesn't know how to control it. Essentially, you know. Yeah, it's um, incredibly hard to involve everyone, right? With oh, a movie yeah. such magnitude as that one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and I think that's to those movies' faults, too, if I yeah. may say so, you know? Um, like, it was easy in the first one, because there's only six of them. Yeah, yeah, but then is it... But now everybody and their mama comes out in that. Exactly. In, in those exactly. movies, you know? So it's like, damn. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm worried about with Spider-Man 3. Mm. Like, it's, it, too... it's 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 mm. cool that everyone that everyone's back, and uh, we get to see some of our childhood favorites. But mm-hmm. it's just too many chefs in the kitchen. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, like, I'm just worried about all these characters casting off and their presence in the movie won't mean anything. I uh, I just had this thought, but what if they situated as a sitcom with a laugh track because they're making fun of themselves? Because everyone makes, like, everyone critiques Marvel style for, like, essentially being action comedies. Mm. Yeah. No, that mm. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I and, mean, like, Marvel's very self-aware. Like, yeah. these guys very much listen to their critiques. For sure. For sure. Definitely. Definitely. No, I like that. That I like that a lot. So, um, since you guys read the comic books, do you guys think... Do you guys... Would you guys have an idea of who the mysterious viewer was? I mean, I've I, heard to, theories, okay. but I don't know. I don't know, you know? What are you... What are the theories? Well, I don't even understand all of them, you know, like, like, like there's like, uh, there's a, like an organization called sword that's watching her. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Okay. They're just like another like agency. Yeah. It sounds like, like a shield. Sky, shield. Yeah. Right. Sword and shield. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. And so that's kind of like, you know, like there's their iconography is seen like throughout you know and all that kind of stuff and i thought it was gonna be hydra because of that commercial well, there's there's references to hydra too as well because don't they find her at a hydra or something like that in the movie or did i make that up so what was the last thing that she did i can't she was in the funeral like you're talking about the movies yeah oh, speaking of the funeral did you guys pick up the part where she makes fun of his head no what did she say she 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 says, "Oh, you have oh, such a strong female. head." Oh, okay. Do you remember that? <laughs> but remember that the well, that's the thing about the, the show. The way they killed like, them was like they 
What did, what did Thanos do to his head? He pulled the rock out of... He pulled the yeah. Infinity Stone out of his head. He fingered he, him. Yeah, he yeah. fingered him. He, 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 I yeah. was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, did cool. you guys watch... Did you guys watch the promo? Mm, I watched one of them. I don't know. I think there's been a couple. There was one that came well, out where they had, like, full... It was, like, a full, like, minute trailer of, like, the stuff that's gonna come. Mm. And she had the House of M outfit, right? Yeah, like, the kind of, like, hippie outfit. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I, I want to know... Like if it is like I I honestly don't I'm like I'm not I don't care to like theorize necessarily about like what it is, but like what do you think? Like do you think that they're at a better like is this a, their best foot forward in terms of like these stories? Because like this isn't the first time Marvel is doing this, but it does feel different. Like it feels like a more concerted like let's connect these to the movies because the Netflix shows like it's almost it almost seems like. They want nothing to do they with them. Like, they're just like, I yeah. don't consider them yeah. to you at all. Like, will, will this be their next Mandalorian, you think? Or is the characters too I small? think they're trying, you know? Um, I mean, I mean, if you're making the comparison to, like, you're making the comparison to with Mandalorian. I mean, Boba Fett started as a pretty small character, too, I think, uh, in the yeah. original films, which I think, you know, the True, it's yeah. all kind of, like, drawn from that. I mean, there's novels and stuff like that written that i've never read you know uh yeah but i imagine you know i mean i think i think at this point when you're talking about this kind of level of ip you know that have again sort of been around you know for multiple decades you know you're gonna find them sort of digging deep into sort of making connections with some of these like originally sort of like minor roles you know i mean like eternals looks like i mean guardians you can argue is, is similar yeah yeah but because uh, it was like random characters yeah so yeah but only certain people know. yeah but i it, feel like they can make that easily into a series yeah like if they really wanted to oh yeah for sure for sure and then there's also like you know like with this you start to like learn about like other versions of the Avengers and stuff like that. You know, the new Avengers, the West Coast Avengers. I think both of these characters all had, like, connections to those, too. So they could definitely kind of an Avengers TV show or something, you know, like a version of yeah. it or something along those lines, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, I think that the interesting thing for me, like, as a, just like, as, like, a you know, an observer and, like, as a fan of these stories, one, I think that there's a new, this is this is, like, a time of opportunity, right? Like, these stories, I think, could possibly lend themselves better to this longer format because, you know, some of these stories, like, they're just, they're three-act structures that are, like, about saving whatever, you know? Like, and some of these stories, like, maybe the the ones that aren't as big and, like, the reason why people love Daredevil and, like, the smaller hero stuff is because they have, like, problems in their backyard instead of like problems in the universe yeah um, it's definitely more relatable and, in that sense yeah and i'm just, i'm excited and i'm hopeful that you know this will change the standard but i think that perhaps the issue that we encountered like years prior maybe a couple decades like two decades ago was that one these shows are too expensive and the shows are well i just meant like to make those stories those superhero stories were expensive Mm. And now they've accumulated such wealth that like they can just pump these out because they know yeah. that. I mean, worth particularly something. not this one. I mean, it, it probably their biggest fee was probably the actors themselves. Mm. By the looks of I it, I don't know, man. I felt like how much did that they credit sequence a lot of money cost? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, that shit. That was like that was. <laughs> That was like the bulk of the the budget. (laughs) Okay, "Ah, so going back to the going back to the pilot, the first episode. What did you guys think of the heart? Like, what was that about? The heart? Yeah, like I know it has another meaning, not just like oh they forgot, not just their names is heart. Remember the calendar? calendar? Oh, I was trying to like dissect it or whatever, trying to find the meaning of the heart. But I was like, I was I was trying to figure out whether or not that was them making fun of sitcoms because it's like in sitcoms no one ever knows why they're doing it they just do the things Mm. and like it was paul bettany like what is my job like what are we doing whatever you know like him trying to figure out 
this, but I don't I don't know if there's any further meaning outside mm, of that. I don't know. I, it's like I, an to Easter me, egg. this show feels like it, everything sort of has like a weird double meaning, you know? Yeah. In that mm. sense, it feels like everything is like sort of calculated in that respect. Because of the mystery, right? I feel like that's also like the fun in it, though. Yeah, no, for sure, mm. for sure. Because like, that was fun in it. That was one of the best things for me about Mandalorian because it's like you mm. can enjoy it on kind of like this sort of basic level, you know, in terms of like, oh, this is like a dope like action kind of like sci-fi western, you know, thing or whatever, you mm. know. But then if you really wanted to get like nerdy on it, you know, you could, there was like shit there that you could like, you know, it relates back to so much fan service. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think like, like the who what when do you guys remember when they were getting asked all that no yeah. no and then the tone like totally shifted yeah 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 that was another but fun little easter egg i think yeah yeah so i i i have also been interested uh as an observer like seeing how into the mandalorian you got gap because i'm like you're not usually into this like superhero like no. this kind of stuff. Oh, you're not. But no, not I really. Think, no, he's not. Which is why I wanted him on here because of the ah. contrast. Because you and I have been like we we went to like every movie together when we were like in high school. Fuck yeah. So cool. um, so you don't go to every Marvel no. release. No. No. At AMC. No. I usually if anything <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it like when it comes on streaming. You know. Like, oh. But I think yeah. I think Bye. that the reason I bring that up <laughs> and the reason why I think it's interesting like I'm seeing you as a case study. Is that like we're starting to get to a point where like the people can start to pick and choose what they like of these stories because like yeah. there's so many now like there's yeah. there's some that are better than others some that are cooler and like doing different shit that yeah. like Marvel sees the worth in exploring things outside of like what we expect yeah yeah I mean that's that's part of what I I love you know because like. Marvel, like, I, I've always been a fan of, like, the, the Bronze Age and stuff like that, you know, the Bronze Age mm-hmm. comics and all that kind of stuff. And so, this is, I think there's, like, ties to that, too, as well, you know, because that you saw a lot of kind of this, like, again, in the comics, sort of, like, this rich expansion of, you know, some of these characters. And, you know, I think that that's where sort of that, some of that fan service comes in that you're talking about, you know, in terms of, like, picking and choosing, you know, and finding sort of, mm. you know, the characters that, that, that we're dealing with. And you were also, I think you saw more sort of introspective characters, too, as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they sort of question, um, uh, uh, who they were, you know, infinity, the unknown. That's, that's a big one for me too, uh, as well. Uh, I think Steve Gerber worked on it and that is about a robot that can't speak, I think, or something, or excuse me, uh, mm. a, a, a superhero that can't speak. Mm. And then Jonathan Lethem redid it too. And it's like, it's about the superhero and a boy basically. And so I kind of see that, you know, in, in sort of what you're talking about, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. And I think that's sort of why I'm sort of gravitating to this too at the same time. And then that's sort of, again, that, that fan servicey, you know, like nerdy shit that you can like, you know, watch recap videos about, you know, and, you know, yeah. but they do it in a fun way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just not like plain and there for you to like, like the, for example, the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. It's like right there. I hated that shit. Yeah. I love, I loved it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, it, it filled my heart with joy. Yeah. And it, but that's yeah, fair though. You know, like yeah. I, I respect that. But it's that, not that's out there like that. You know, it's something no. the viewer has to figure out. It kind of, I appreciate yeah. it. It kind of reminds me a little bit like kind of what they started to do with like the first uh, Guardians, you know, like I feel like that they mm-hmm. were like trying to like, they were playing with that a little bit more. And I think again, yeah. we're, we're seeing sort of an extension of that, you know. Uh, yeah. Which well. is why I bring mm-hmm. up the timing of like you know, two decades ago, I don't even think we were primed both as audiences uh, and as, like, I don't think Disney saw the worth in it, but, like, now we are two decades into, like, Marvel, the Marvel machine, and, Mm -hmm. like, now we're starting to see these, like, varieties of, like, characters, and, like, you get to pick and choose what you want. Mm -hmm. But I also think, uh, at the same time, like, it's kind of a double-edged sword because, like, it could be concerning that, like, these shows are like like Disney dominates all that shit. Mm-hmm. What's the end game? Like at one point, is it too much? Like I already find it's been years already. It's been like even before the pandemic, obviously. But I found myself like oh, I don't need to go see that one. 
You know? Now you guys know like, how I, I feel. Don't need a, uh, <laughs> I don't need to, you know? No, like, I mean, just, I agree with you. Yeah, like, I mean, okay, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I love the first one, don't get me wrong. But I wasn't like, oh my god, I gotta see the sequel. You know? The second one was whatever, too. I gotta see, I gotta go see Paul Rudd do that thing, you know? Like, I wasn't, yeah. you know? Not to say Paul Rudd is in box office, because that's another, that's a whole other yeah. topic. You know? But, but like, like not to boot not to bootlick for fucking Disney, but I feel like they know that like not everyone wants to see some of these movies. So they're like, let's make TV shows where like people can pick and choose what they want, and and we'll make it seems like more that's, money. <laughs> yeah, like they don't. I mean, they, the only thing they care about is people watching. But well, and then I just I, and then at the same time, it's the perfect time for that too because everybody's at home because of the pandemic, and we're yes. all fucking. You know, we have shit. We're in front of screens and yeah. streaming devices where like, we can basically find whatever we want. You know, uh, yeah, like it's become hyper, but like uh, stratified. You know, yeah, like yeah. Not everything is going to be guaranteed to work, but like yeah. if you have these streaming services where you also had the added bonus yeah. where like the MCU ended around the time, you know, where like 2020 came around where that was going to be like where they rolling out these new shit, but like now everyone's home and they can just watch this shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like a weird cocktail of like what's going on in the industry, what's going on with like, you know, how they're making movies and like their different eras and like how they're aging into Hollywood essentially. Right. Right. It's, isn't it? I don't know. I, I was just kind of fascinated by like, this is like a new time. Like it almost feels like before we just had the big stories and like now we get to like see the cool shit or well, I mean, hey, see some more now cool they're shit. putting their actual theater releases on there. Well, so that, so. that, that was going to be my, my point Santos. Cause like, mm. um, they were, uh, like it, it didn't seem to me like they really like, like got pissed that they had to like switch their stuff over to streaming they're like yeah we got this new platform like everybody's on it like they're like boom here you go like i feel like they were much more like nimble you know as far as that goes because then like i think it has to do with the amount of subscribers yeah yeah yeah. so going back to the to the box office thing Mm -hmm. do you guys think this pulled subscribers like do you guys think yeah. like oh I'm gonna subscribe like the night of one division? I release. think I think all those releases pulled subscribers because like if you're not a Star Wars fan, let's just say you're just an MCU fan, mm-hmm. right, a Marvel fan, right. and not a Star Wars fan. Yeah, you 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 have like that audience. Like mm-hmm. why the hell am I gonna subscribe to Disney Plus where there's really not? Mm-hmm. But they they own it all, bro. Mm-hmm. Like they own yeah. Star so, like, Wars. I'm not gonna subscribe Marvel. to Disney Plus to see Hannah Montana. No, you know, yeah. like, well, I think that that's the thing. Like, if we're talking about the streaming wars, I guess as you would call it, like HBO Max did not, you know, get as many subscribers as they hoped for. No, so that's why they. I, that's why a lot of people believed that, like, the reason they were pushing for this like dual release date was be, to to get more subscribers. But you know, that's in bad faith because some of these creators are like, "What the fuck? We didn't sign up for that." Yeah. Well, I guess my real question is, like, I just would like to see, like, the, like, if this really, I guess that's the only way you could see if it's successful or not, right? Like, if yeah, they I mean, both new subscribers. I don't think that they they knew that Mandalorian was going to hit the way they did. You don't think like so, Like, Mandalorian. Really? No, I don't yeah, think they I, did. Like, I don't think they did. Like, mm. it, it's a massive success. Like, I feel no like that streaming took over, platform. I feel like that took over the Game of Thrones thing mm. where yeah. everyone but watches I, it the day it releases. Mm. Yeah. But to Gab's point yeah. is that, like, yeah, Disney hit the ground running with a streaming platform that had kids content, had IP, yeah. and had new IP mm-hmm. and possible movies down the line. And no streaming service that has launched has ever launched with an original show that's a massive success. Was this Not their endgame as they were buying everything? It, it's very possible, yeah. I mean, because, but also, too, at the same time, it was like all of, I mean, they had all of that already. They didn't have to develop it. Like, it was just all there, too, as well, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas it feels like with the, uh, with like the HBO Max, like, they're still trying to like figure it out, you know, in terms of like <laughs> what they want to be, you know. Whereas like Disney comes and they're just like, boom, here's here's Star Wars, here's oh, Marvel, here's, here's the Simpsons, you know. Like they're just like, yeah. here's everything you want, you know. They have that too. Yeah, exactly. 
Dude, they have everything. They fumbled the bag because they were trying to pair like fucking like Elmo with Tony Soprano in those ads. Remember that yeah. shit? Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I mean, that encapsulates you know parts of my life. So I mean, I was okay with that, but you know, I can see how some. I mean, folks yeah, are. but like, no, you know, I know. Like, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I fuck with Elmo. Elmo as Tony Soprano would be tight. Gandolfini was on Sesame Street. Just if, if we, if we yeah. want to get real on it, Michelle dropped the audio. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they should. Is that the only kids content they own? Sesame nah, they've Street. Got, they've got. They have more. They've got like original programming uh, too. Like, for like they're really children. They were because re- yeah. The oh thing no, they, they got like a retent- gang of children. That's the thing. Oh it's just really? Like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Like. Like they don't have as much as Disney. Blue's for sure, on there. Blue, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Blue's oh, okay. on Disney. But the thing is, like, you know, like they're the thing is retention now, and the people who are on there the most is young people and like kids. Mm. And HBO, regular HBO, did not have that, which is why they bought Sesame Street and shit. So let's just move into the ratings. Tell me, Santos, what you think. Of the first two episodes of WandaVision. I want to give it such a high score, but I think I'm going to go four. Hmm. I think I'm going to go four. I think four is fair. Four Four for both or four together? I see it as one episode, Lokes. But I'll do the the first one, I guess, since, you know, we got to be professional on Pilot Boys. Do you think it would have worked better as one episode? Yeah. I don't know, though. I, I thought about that when you guys were saying that earlier. And I feel like that there was, like, too much. The plot was, like. Yeah. But then I thought of what you said, that the whole it being a sitcom. Yeah. Like, that's the reason why they did it. If yeah. that's the reason why they did it, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But what reason is that? Like, the whole it being, like, an old school type show that they only ran, like, 20 minutes on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. as far as sitcoms mm-hmm. and all those 50, 60 shows. Like, yeah. yeah. What's the other one called? Uh um there was there's thousands pretty bunch well anyway you know no. what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. so yeah but i would like to i like the scenes where they remind the viewer no you got to take this seriously mm. like what do you mean you know like yeah, the yeah. Whole give scenes, us an example okay the the first episode was the um where the where the man is choking his boss is choking Mm-hmm. Yeah. That works as a device to tell the viewer you got to take this seriously. It's not we're not just yeah. playing around here. Like this isn't, yeah, like this, the, isn't a 50 si- this isn't actually a fifty sitcom. Yeah. And like then the there was one in the palpable. second episode. I forgot what it was. There was a couple of them where the lady bleeds, where yes, the there helicopter, you go, where she bleeds, and then the music like differs into something completely different. Well, because like Elizabeth, uh, Wanda, Elizabeth Olsen's face, like you, she she changes from like the happy go lucky helicopter to like yeah yeah she changes to from the happy go lucky to like the concerned face you know yeah so I enjoy all of that so I you also go for enjoy the shout out they did I don't know if you guys caught this but they use the animation of the uh, the production that makes the Flintstones and the Jetsons. I forgot the name of the production company. Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera. Yes, remember yeah. where the thing goes yeah. down? That, that was that. I thought it was... You can tell I thought it was, it was uh, like Bewitched. It's Bewitched, or... yeah. yeah. Oh, is the it? Nanny. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, it can be definitely part of it, too, at the same time. Oh, yeah. okay. But I, I think Bewitched dates, look... like, predates it. Like, to me, it looked like the Jetsons. Yeah. Type thing. I think, like, I think the, the scene you're vibes. talking about where he chews gum and, like, gums yeah. up his works... Um, I thought that was that kinda... did that did remind me of like Hanna Barbera cartoons, yeah. but I think the intro is like Bewitched. Oh yeah, the intro was not that for sure. But what would you what would you rate it, Gab? I would probably say close to maybe a four, maybe even a four or five. You know, at this point, mm-hmm. um, what Santos was talking about now kind of reminded me also too at the same time that while it has all this sort of like campiness you know like going on you know as far as you know like the the sitcom stuff i think that like when it breaks there's like this real darkness you know that i think like yeah, they play yeah. really well like i can't really explain yeah. it you know and i think that, sure. that like kind of like definitely like lends itself like given the suburbs like if you like i don't know you fucking talk about shit like you know like david lynch or like any even mm-hmm. like 80s horror films or anything like that like i feel like it's playing off like some kind of like weird dark energy um yeah. and the suburbs are always like the perfect like you know vehicle for that too at the same Backdrop. time yeah 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 and yeah especially like that scene where like some dude comes out of the manhole cover yeah, and like yeah exactly it was just like dark yeah, yeah yeah and i like i found myself really waiting for those types of you know like types of moments on it too because like i felt like it like 
it changed the tone a little bit and it made things yeah. sort of interesting uh, too at the same time, you know, because there is all this like, I like watching, you know, Paul Bettany do like, you know, like can't be falling over stuff, you know, like I find that like amusing. Yeah. It's also, it also works to tease you. Yeah, exactly. Like the, like the bed scene. Yeah. Was a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's something outside. Yeah. I was like, oh man, here we go. Yeah. Well, that's uh, like, yeah, they go I back think... to being like a simple sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was that's like, you bastards. You got me. I, I loved all of that stuff with like the bumping. Cause I think it's in both episodes too, as well. And like, or like weird noises happening outside. And I think that, yeah. I, I think that's mm-hmm. that, ro- that, uh, that works really well too, because it, it allows your mind to kind of like wander a little bit too, you know, at, yeah. at the same it's time. It's like great buildup. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. When I, they do a good job at like, teasing the mystery yeah out. yeah uh, and i can appreciate that too as well you know i mean you could draw like comparisons to like twilight zone and shit like that too as well which uh, I, yeah, I think is kind of like a an influence yeah. uh too uh, for sure uh, as well and, and and again that's something that would be very sort of comforting you know twilight zone like i would watch that like you, you watch that on like you know uh like they would do the marathons on like thanksgiving and like new years and shit like that you know you would like yeah. with your family you know it's also funny that like you know we see sitcoms as like I, I think Dan Harmon said that like we watch sitcoms because it's like our gross selves reflected on TV but like in a better way where like we try to strive for sure. it and it's funny that you know comfort for a lot of people is sitcoms but comfort nowadays is Marvel like yeah yeah Marvel is comfort for people now yeah well there's shit like The Office too and stuff like that you know which are essentially course, yeah. our, you know this generation sitcoms that I think you know people find the similar type of comfort that people were finding with these shows back then, which is why they were able to kind of, you know, uh, sustain and, you know, we're still drawing influences from here then today, you know? Agree. So I, I'll close it out. I, I would rate it for, I, I feel like I wanted it a little more in terms of like, I don't know. Like I, for me, I think it would have worked if it was like, one episode. I feel like both episodes together would have worked well, but I think not like, again, like what Santa, I'm, I'm echoing what Santa said, echoing what, what Gab said that, yeah, taking the first episode as just like a true blue sitcom with, you know, like a little bit of darkness showing the mystery. It works a lot better than, you know, combining it. But, you know, as just a story, I wanted like, it was so spare, like, the the mystery was kind of sparse. Like, they, they didn't really give you too much. And I guess that that keeps me going because, like, I'm, I'm impatient to know what's going to happen. But I think it all worked. Like, it was, it's definitely not, like, a bad show or anything. Like, I, I, I enjoyed watching it. I just think that, like, sometimes I'm like, okay, I have to sit here and watch a sitcom. In both episodes. And I'm like, I like sitcoms, but I don't know if I'm watching this because it's a sitcom. Like, I, I remember them doing, like, the entire act of, like, illusions, which was cool. It's just, like, I, I, I was like, I want to know what the fuck is happening already. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like that they're strong enough performance performers that I feel like that that, to me, as a viewer, I find sort of interesting, too, you know, uh, yeah. as well. Because it's... It's it's different than from what we're usually seeing, you know. Um, yeah. Especially you get to see Paul Bettany without the makeup too, as well, and I feel like that that like adds a whole like depth ah, to his yeah. like performances too, as well. Because mm-hmm. um, he's an yeah, amazing absolutely. actor, you know. I think he's yeah, he's, he's, he's really good, like you know. Yeah. Like, do you guys think these were the characters that were meant to do this for this series? I think the reason why these characters work, well, one, because they're borrowing from the comics, obviously. But I think also these are characters who are in a position in the MCU to be further explored because they haven't been given that time yet. Mm. So I feel like it's it's situated like it works out for them because like, I, I mean, I don't know if it's true. I'm like, I, I'll eat my words if it's not true, but it seems like they're starting to head towards the way of like Wanda... You know, like doing some shit with her powers. Yeah, yeah, I think. And I think that though that's why she's in a good position for this show because, like, you get to at the same time find out more about the character, and you get to tell this like new story that we don't know yet. Yeah. No. And do you guys think they're building her up to be like an anchor 
of Marvel? That's a good question. I mean, I don't know. She's got the potential. Yeah, she does as, like a character. I love like her story too. Like I think it's really I think it's interesting, you know, and I think it's it's cool to see a character kind of with flaws, you know, trying to like deal with like issues, you know, and yeah. and maybe this relates back to your earlier point, Caesar too, at the same time, you know, that we're sort of picking and shoot. We have this opportunity now to have these types of characters, but you guys yeah. are obviously talking about her transferring over to sort of being an anchor character, but like, well, I get Santos asked that. Like I don't a, know if they like would do that. I feel like, type yeah, thing. yeah. But I feel like they put a lot of eggs in the Captain Marvel basket. No, I, I agree. I agree. Ah. But, but also, what I wanted to say to my point is some of my favorite uh, um, sort of representations of these types of characters, you know, your, your superhero characters, is when they like deal with sort of more human factors, you know? I mean, like, yeah. it, you could draw, ta- you could draw uh, ties to, like, you know, the boys, obviously, you know, uh, mm-hmm. as far as that goes. I mean, I think that's part of why that show was so successful and that's not something you see in the movies either like the characters are very much not human despite you know like oh they have relationships and families and like all that kind of shit but like there's not really a big like human like element you know just in terms of like well anything really you know from like the, the characters themselves to like the the terror of which they unleash you know on humanity too as well in terms of like destruction and like there's zero consequences or anything but we won't get into all of that but i think this is sort of represents a a a different side of this too at the same time you know she's and i I fully i fully agree because i think that there are so many stories in the comics that have not been explored that are like I would say, like within the last uh, fifteen years, that are exploring what it's what these characters are like when they're home. Like there's a whole arc uh, for Hawkeye where like he's just helping his tenants in his apartment. Yeah. Like is that my life is a weapon? Like this, that one. Yeah, Matt Fraction, exactly. Yeah. Which is one of the best. Yeah, yeah. Matt Fraction, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. But stories like that, those little small stories that you can tell they're impactful stories and they're they still fit the narrative of like why these people are heroes or like whatever but it's not just predicated on the fact that like doom is coming right you're talking about mf doom right no i'm just kidding hell yeah brother (laughs) a lot of the reasons why these stories weren't ever explored is because they didn't have the necessary properties to true for sure and that's what i'm saying like this is like a brand new era but now the thing is now they have too many properties they have all the properties. They have, yeah, but, you know, they, they have too, way too much, and it's... Yeah. Well, that's why it's so stratified, where people, as, as we mentioned, get to pick and choose whatever they want. And there's a lot of skippable content. All right, all right. So, let's let's move to the last... This is going to be a mini-series, you said, right? It's over after this? Yeah. I think... I don't know how many episodes, though. I don't know, man. Disney likes to... <laughs> to give you the fuck you? I don't know. <laughs> well... Uh, well, anyways, all right. Well, thank you guys for... I think that's that's pretty much all that we have for this show. Uh, overall, I would say watch it. I think it's it's an interesting time for Marvel. Let's and I give think a this shout out the, to Disney Plus because you know they this need is, they need help. Yeah, viewership. I I <laughs> I think you guys should watch it. I think this is an interesting time for Disney and like a new. It'll it'll I think it'll introduce new people to new aspects of like being superhero comics that aren't just what we expect. So I agree. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, rate us on iTunes, I guess. I don't know. Is that how that works? Uh, subscribe. Yeah, that that's how it works. Subscribe. Like. To Santos. Leave a comment below. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, so, peace. Peace. Later. <laughs>